Again, uh, Voice of My Beloved podcast. Uh, got Aaron Hood here and my lovely wife, Victoria. And uh, we are so glad to be back with you. Um, we really are enjoying ourselves. Hope that you are too. Uh, just getting into the word and, and seeing what the Father says about the fear of the Lord. So um, last week we talked a little bit about uh, what it means to fear the Lord and you know, to the definitions and uh, to depart from evil. And uh, all the benefits, uh, we'll actually get into those even later on, probably in the next uh, next week uh, section, talking about the benefits even of the fear of the Lord and uh, how that causes us to grow with the Lord. So we've got uh, even some more verses just over the last week. Uh, I was reading this morning in our prayer time with um, uh, the daily's men prayer time that we have here uh, around the campus here with uh, Braden and a neighbor. and. We, uh, we're reading Psalm 18 and really praying into it, and Victoria's going to read a section out of it here for us because it's just a beautiful um, depiction of God and his might. So she's going to read that for us. Go ahead. All right, so this is Psalm 18, verse 7. It says, The earth shook and trembled. The foundation of the hills also quaked and were shaken. Because he was angry, smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds from the skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightnings in abundance, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were uncovered. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. Wow. Hallelujah. That's amazing. I love that. Just talking about the, the quaking of the earth and lightnings and thunderings and it reminds me of, a, a, so I guess it was probably, what, four or five years ago? Um, we were doing Shavuot, celebrating Shavuot, you know, when it's, uh, you know, an, an example or it was a, a picture what, of God's power on Mount Sinai and uh, talks in a, a lot about the same thing, the thunder and lightning. And, you know, it, it's so amazing that um, Christianity has gotten to be, and there's a couple things I want to point out. And number one, We've, we've kind of swung on this pendulum from, you know, God is uh, all about love. You know, not too long ago, it was, you know, he's a, a judgmental God with a big hammer up there just waiting to crush you when you do something wrong, you know. And, and you, you kind of have that, you've heard that people kind of have that perception of God and, and like a, an unholy fear. Like there's also an unholy fear of God. But this fear is just, it's a knowledge of God's might, in it's awe. In awe, a reverence. It's not really like a God is just is angry. God is God becomes angry when we, we continue to live in our sin. And we have places in Scripture where it says the Lord's wrath is poured out. And it's a bad thing. It's not something that is a positive thing. That's not something we want to walk in. But we want to fear and reverence our God because he is capable of destroying the soul. He is full of might and he's worthy of honor and glory and full reverence. Like even, you know, the bowing down, you know, that we do to 
mere men here on earth, he's worth more, so much more reverence and respect. And, you know, I'm not real familiar with the conduct around kings and presidents and stuff, but, you know, like you always like wear a suit. You know, you would generally want to wear a suit, you know, or some kind of special clothing if you're coming before the king. Or if you're, you're, you would always address them as Mr. President or Miss, His Highness or Her Majesty or, or whatever it is. There's conduct that comes with a person of great authority. And I don't want to, uh, you know, add to the idea that God is an angry God. He's vengeful. You know, it's uh, that verse that says, you know, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of, uh, you know, most people would add an angry God, but it, it's just that he's a living God. He says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to, you know, um, cause to grow in people's hearts an unholy fear. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking for a, a holy fear of God. Reference. Right. It can add a, a totally different um, response. You know, it's, it, instead of a, uh, a like hiding or maybe like us detaching ourselves from God because, mm-hmm. Uh, you're gun shy now or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's there's more of a, a reverence and awe of God that actually yeah. attracts us. Uh-huh. So it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing, and I feel like that's where we want to be. But the and, we, and we've kind of strayed away from any fear of God, really, um, where the, the church used to be, you know, a, a standoffish to God, you know, fear, you know, like an he was just waiting, you do something wrong and he's going to crush you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and not think twice about it. But <clears throat> our God is not like that. He is, he's a, we know from his, the word that his conduct, that he's a loving God, but we want to couple that when we're going to go through some more verses here that talk about a trembling, holy fear and awe and reverence of God. Mm-hmm. So not too long ago that we were Shavuot, getting back to my story, that, um, I really just wanted to kind of engage the children. You know, Christianity kind of can be um, a dead religion in a lot of places. You know, it's, it's something that not a lot of the youth, it, with so much Hollywood and, and flashing lights, you know, the um, the gospel can get dead deadened down, and uh, children don't really gravitate it to as much. You know, it's all the newest superhero stuff and things like that. There are lots of lights and excitement, drama. So, I was con- I was just determined that I was going to make this something for our children. And so I, I got this big piece of cardboard, and I carved out this mountain in it and, uh, you know, cut out a little Moses with the tablets, and I stuck him to the top of it and uh, painted it up a little bit, you know, with some brown and different things like that. And I, I got this, um, um, <clears throat> what is this, some smoke. I, I was able to make some smoke. I looked online and figured out some ways to make smoke. And uh, <clears throat> by the time it was over, the children, I mean, their eyes were I mean, as big as saucers. I had them all lined out in front of me. Victoria remembers. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's what it was like. Well, it was like he was underneath the mountain and reading the Ten Commandments um, section. And at the same time, we had like thunder uh, going through some speakers and then flashing flashlights. And it was just like super dramatic and like. As it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, it, it's not boring, that's for sure. <laughs> we got to get away from the the boringness of um, just Sunday uh, once a week. Maybe not Sunday. Maybe it's Shabbat for you. It's not, you know, we're not knocking on uh, Sunday worship. We're knocking on once a week worship. You know, <laughs> we want people to really connect. Um, we're all, like, again, in different places. And if you worship on you know, Sunday, you know, and God meets with you and you're, and you are full of faith and you're, you're, you're actually meeting with God every day. 
we would far rather that than meeting on the Shabbat and it just being a 45-minute section of whatever. Mm-hmm. We want there to be life in the faith. A to-do list. Yeah, it's got to be more than a to-do list. And so I did. I had this radio. It was blasting out just rolling thunder, peals of thunder uh, from a Bluetooth phone. And I had flashlights. My brothers, a few of them, I said, just keep flicking them on and off. And, and I was reading the Ten Commandments in through a microphone, and it was amplified. And the room was dark, and it was... The smoke was beginning to fill. The, I mean, tell, I'm telling you, it was like the children still talk about. It. This was like five years ago, you know, yeah. and the children still remember that. And we're going to read a couple of verses here. We're just talking about again this, this section we just read says the earth shook and trembled and trembled, trembled. So we've got some verses here on the trembling of the Lord. We got First Chronicles sixteen thirty. It says, "Tremble before Him, all the earth." The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Psalm 96, 9 says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him, all of the earth. Psalm 99, 1 says, The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. Psalm 114, 7 says, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. Mm. So there, again, you know, we're going through this idea that the fear is going to cause in us a willingness, a readiness to flee evil. You know, a fear, uh, the love of God is supposed to be our primary. I believe that's supposed to be our primary motivation. Mm-hmm. But when love is, is lax or when our love is cold, the fear of the Lord is there to deliver us from evil. And we got a, some more verses here in Isaiah 64, 2. Mm-hmm. It says, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to your name make, let's see, to make known your name to your adversaries that the nations may tremble at your presence. In the next one, yeah. Read yeah. Two. So Jeremiah 5, 22. Do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence, who have placed the sand as the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass beyond it? And through its waves tossed to and fro, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. Again, you know, it just throughout creation, Victoria and I not too long ago went and saw Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the volume of water and the roar of those waves falling so far over the edge of that was was impactful. It was it was inspiring, you know, just yeah. to see that right? Was mm-hmm. all inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's like that, you know, it's, there's a certain fear of like, Hey, I don't want to go over this in a barrel. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a certain fear, like a, a gigantic tornado or a hurricane. It's, it's awesome to see, mm-hmm. you know, but it, I think that's kind of maybe the way it's supposed to be with God. Like we yeah. see these things they are beautiful. I was just thinking what populations are the most, um, the word uh, like agnostic or um, or atheist, whatever. I'm pretty sure those are like big cities in the middle of places where they may never really see what God made. I mean, right. that you, you know, you can see the sun, you see the moon, but like not really uh, creation and its beauty and like the complexities that, that you don't get to see that. that you know, um, even you know, in voting, I was just looking at a voting map a couple. Uh, what months ago or more and it just seems like you know the the rural areas you know out in the countryside just tend to vote more conservative meaning uh or not maybe meaning but 
leaning more towards a God, you know, like there's a God in the world, not agnostic and not atheist. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the cities, you know, tend to lean more towards a a atheist agnostic Mm -hmm. kind of uh, leanings. And and I really do believe the word says, you know, you can see it in creation, you know, clearly displayed. And you can just see the changing of the seasons and the grass and how animals are, you know, reproducing at this time. So it's spring and, and, and the full moon, the dark of the moon, the sliver, all of these things are just so testimonial mm-hmm. of the power. Uh, and maybe not so much the, yeah, he spoke it, you know, into creation, but just the complexity is the wisdom and, and of the attribute of God. Whereas like Niagara Falls or something, of that nature, seeing the, the, the redwoods, you know, um, mm-hmm. Victoria and I got to see the redwoods, gigantic trees. I mean, just so um, inspiring uh, to see these things, the oceans. And if you just you can list off these uh, nature's Natural, wonders, yeah, yeah and, and it makes you stand back and be in awe. And, and that's really what I feel like God wants. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying here. You know, so even some of the verses later on here, uh, he's talking about, they uh, like makes the deer give his ver- voice makes the deer give birth and strips yeah. the trees bare. Like that's the power, you know. He he speaks to us though. Like he could, like his voice is that powerful, but he speaks to us in a soft voice. Yeah, because he 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 knows our frame, mm-hmm. and he's mindful of our frame. Uh, but he still at the same time he wants us to know his power. Mm-hmm. He wants us to understand his power. He wants us to walk in his power. And then I believe that even goes over into spiritual uh, miracles and, and into the spiritual power, walking in, in wisdom, like uh, words of knowledge about people and things like that. That's where the real power of God can be manifest. That's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's no small, it's not a big thing for him. It's not a hard thing for him to, to part the Red Sea. You know, we look back and be like, oh, that was a big miracle. It, it, there is no such thing as a big miracle. It's all the same to God. He can yeah. accomplish anything. You know, he's like... He can split the world in half, you know, he can create. Mm-hmm. And, and I was talking to Braden um, this morning. I said, you know, isn't it amazing that out of all the miracles that God kind of boasts or he talks about or David talks about, he, he brought water out of the rock, the flinty rock, you know, it became a fountain of water. Mm. Like that's kind of the one that, you know, he talks about most often. And the most amazing thing about it is it's so counter, like it's so different than God's original creation. Okay, so he parted the water, you know, that's, or he sent fire from heaven and it, you know, licked up the water and that's what fire does. You know, if you have a hot in the flame, it licks up the water. But he's like, he turned a rock into water. Like, that's, <laughs> like, that's like the thing that he's, David's talks about in the Psalms over and over again. It's like, yeah, my God's awesome because he can turn mm. rock into a water. And uh, cool. so, yeah, so super amazing. I hope y'all are being inspired <laughs> like I am. Maybe you can hear it in my voice. Uh, so we got Jeremiah 10, 10 here, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. It's something very important to remember that though the Lord is not an angry God, his wrath is ferocious and that we don't want to be on that side of it. It shouldn't be the motivation again for our salvation and for, you know, we're, if it is, you know, to God be the glory, you know, that some people are fleeing the wrath to come. Um, but we want that love, you know, we believe that that's the best place for a relationship to be is to be motivated through the love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, in Jeremiah 33, 9, it says, 
Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all the nations of the earth, who shall hear all the good that I do to them. They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. Uh, Victoria, you know, we were just talking a little bit about trembling and fear. You know, people are kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of uptight. You know, there's a lot of fear in the world. We mentioned that in the previous um, section, but it's this is talking about we should fear because of all of the the goodness, goodness. yeah, right. goodness yeah. and all the prosperity <clears throat> mm-hmm. that I provide for it. So the Father wants us to fear Him because He's good. Mm-hmm. He wants us to fear Him because He He provides for us. It's a um, an awareness that God provides our daily food. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was just thinking, like I tell the boys sometimes, you know, God made us, so He knows the way that we work. Yeah, and so He gave us the scriptures so that we can know how to live life. Right. Otherwise, uh, you know, if we just want to follow whatever's in our heart, we're gonna have yeah. a lot of destruction. It's contrary, right? Exactly. It's contrary to the. And that's something that was super impactful for me is um, this understanding that the the scripture or the word of God is the blue book or the instruction manual for the universe. Mm -hmm. Like this is how everything works. God created everything. And you have to believe, obviously, that God created everything for this to be that way. But once you understand that the word of God, when it says, hey, don't steal or don't murder, you know, that's good for your emotional health, for your physical health, you know, obviously murder, you know, but, but just for everybody, the, else's, for everybody health. else's health, right? I mean, naturally hate, you know, we know that hate leads to murder. And so that's the self-destruction that we bring on ourselves because our nature is to be contrary to God. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure why that is. <laughs> uh, maybe I could do a Bible study into that. Yeah. Um, but I do know that it's necessary to have the fear of the Lord together strongly with the love of God to sh- show us and keep us on that path. Um, and we should be in reverence and all. I mean, I just love this. It says, shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I provide for it. That's Jeremiah 33, 9. If you, if you come away with anything today, go home or at home, read that verse and just uh, dwell on it um, because they shall fear. It's talking about all the good that they shall fear and tremble the goodness and prosperity. In Daniel 6.26, it says, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. I absolutely just, I cannot tell you how, um, how as of late, I've just been so impacted by the living God. I mean, he's, he's not someone who is uh, just absent or has died. He's not Muhammad. He's mm. not Buddha. He's not um, anything else that's died and is dead and is, you know, his grave is with us to this day is what they say, right? No, our God is a living God. Yeshua rose from the dead, which makes him different than any other um, declared king in all of history, in all of world history. Only one that's risen from the dead. And it says it over, you know, he's not, it's not a land of the dead. It's a land of the, it's a land of the living. Even, even his land that his covenant, that he's put his covenant with the Jewish people to give them. He says, this is the land of the living because I, I'm the God of this land and I'm the God of the living and you are a, my people. And if you believe in me, then you will be a people of life and mm-hmm. eternal life. I mean, yeah. he's a living, breathing, moving God in our midst. Mm-hmm. It's so Amen. powerful to 
he cares for us and he wants yeah. to move in our behalf. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have um, Joel 2 1 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we have um, James 2 19. It says, You believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Oh, man, I just love this verse because the implications are, hey, you know, believing is not enough. Mm. Like if you can believe that there's a God, and, and there's so many people that, I, you know, I think that's the definition of a, maybe an agnostic or a, mm -hmm. an atheist. Agnostic. Or, agnostic, is. yeah. Forgive my ignorance on <laughs> really what it is. I'm, I'm not either one. I just know that. But um, there is a God, right? And you can believe in him, and you can even do good things. But unless you believe in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus Christ, then you will not be saved. You have to surrender your life on a daily basis to him. Give up your will for his will. Give up your life for his life. Suffer in this life so that you can have joy everlasting in the life to come. That's the criteria. That's really what's being offered by Yeshua to us, um, that we would suffer in this life in varying degrees. He says, unless you suffer with me, you'll have no part in me. I think we were reading that today um, in John. It talks about that. And uh, in this world, you will have trouble. He says, but I'll give you my peace that where I am, there you may also be. Mm -hmm. So do not be afraid uh, of man. Yes, I think that is that the next verse that's right there with it too. It says here, um, uh, it's not that verse here, but it says right before this, it says, you know, you fear man. Don't fear man who can just kill the body. But after that, he has nothing more he can do. There's this one here. Uh, Proverbs 29, 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Yes, it, that's in Proverbs, but the one I'm thinking about is actually, I think, in Matthew. And okay. I, it's right here with um, this uh, one. In, it's in Matthew. But I, I think it was actually Yeshua speaking. He says, you, you, fear, mm -hmm. you fear man. You know, don't fear man and what man can do to you, uh, like I quoted before, and, mm -hmm. and not the God who can destroy the flesh and the soul. And so, you know, we, we don't want the fear of man to be a snare. And, you know, we uh, I can't remember if we talked about that in the first one, but that's a, just a real quick point. You know, if the fear of man um, is something in your life that's holding you back from giving your testimony, from sharing about the living God and talking about the living God, um, you know, that's something that you really need to pray into and pray for God's power to be broken in your life. Because when there is the fear of man, that root in your life, you're going to be rendered helpless in the power of God. You can't walk in the power of God until you've removed the fear of man, the thoughts of what man may think of you from your heart and mind. Mm. So, yeah, I was just thinking about, um, yeah, that's a huge key. And also th that it can start small, like Aaron talking about sharing your testimony. I was listening to Miss Nancy Campbell yesterday and on her podcast, she was just saying, you know, you don't have to wait to share what God's given you uh, until you're like on a stage with before 300 people or, <laughs> or, you know, in a magazine or whatever, like you can share that with your child, share that with whoever, you know, yeah. if, uh, anywhere in, yeah, in the grocery store or right. probably one of the most powerful times. It's a one-on-one, -on -one, you mm -hmm. know, presentation of your testimony where there's not the pressure of, you know, a large crowd or, you know, you can speak directly to something that, that person can respond back to you and you can hear their heart. That's super powerful. Um, and I believe that that's, that's what unleashes. I mean, uh, if you look at Peter, mm -hmm. um, he 
was afraid before a servant girl mm. and denied the name of the Lord Yeshua. He was afraid. But when the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, he stood before the men of his day, the high priests and the king and, and whoever, I mean, the Sadducees, Pharisees, you name it, all the high guys, they were there, the Sanhedrin, and they were rebuking him. And he says, whether it's right for us to listen to you or God, you decide. But we cannot help but speak about what we have seen or heard. That's the difference. I really believe with all of my heart that when the power of the Holy, when we can overcome, that's what is the fruit of the power of the Holy Spirit is to overcome the fear of man. We can stand before kings and princes and give testimony for the goodness that God has done in our life. We don't want to be those that, you know, are tripping up over our words or just, you know, before a servant, you know, a, a, just a common person on the side of the road and then, you know, choke up or, but we have the ability to be, um, and, and the father says, don't worry about what you'll say in that day. Mm-hmm. He says, speak of the things that you have seen and that you've heard. That's why your testimony is so powerful. That's what Peter said. We cannot help but testify what we've seen or heard. And by the word of their testimony, they will overcome, right? In Revelation, it says, in Deuteronomy 8, verses 6, it says, Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Deuteronomy 13, 4, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. Uh, Job 37, 24 says, Therefore men fear him. He shows no partiality to any who are wise of heart. Psalm 22, 23 says, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All the descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. All you offspring of Israel. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. That's Psalm 67, 7. So the verses here just talking about the fear of the Lord again and how it's him we should fear, right? Uh, we just read the verse in Proverbs 29, 25 that says the fear of the man brings a snare. Whatever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And here's that verse I was referencing um, before. It says, Luke 12, 5, But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. So the, the freedom that comes, I mean, it, it's really a freedom that comes uh, with the Father breaking that spirit of the fear of man in your heart. Um, Second Chronicles 6, 31 is that they may fear you to walk in your ways as long as they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. And Revelation 15, 4, Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. So the verses are just continuing on with the idea of the fear of the Lord and how he says here, it says, For you alone are holy. And all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. So a great, powerful um, verses here talking about the, the separation that God has from the, uh, the nations or the other gods, you know, that, again, this, we're just proving or just going through the verses, and we still got to overcome this idea that our God is not um, a living God, that he's someone that's just, disconnected from us you know he wants Mm -hmm. to be connected to us even in the garden i think we um referenced that in the first um section of what when we were sharing earlier in the fear of the lord that he wants to be close to us he wants to be near to us but he can't be unless we reverence him unless Mm -hmm. you know he is holy to us 
and unless he is um, set apart in that, you know, and bringing us to him, not, not he comes and dwells with us. Yes, he is Emmanuel, but he, he wants us to prepare our hearts for him to dwell with us. Mm. Cause we, yes. we, you know, it's like who can go up into heaven? No, don't say that the Lord is near. Right. Mm. Um, but there is a, a certain reverence that we need to have, mm-hmm. um, going into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's huge parts in scripture. I was just thinking about like the tabernacle and just the detail that, that the children of Israel put into that and how much, yeah, of the scripture is dedicated to, to the tabernacle so that God could come and dwell with his people. So like in that same way, we need to be preparing our hearts um, for God to dwell with us. Yes, absolutely. So the Lord is, is seeking a place. I think we've uh, got just a few more. The, the rest of what we'll have to share is on the, the benefits. Um, the scripture has a lot to say about the benefits for those who uh, fear the Lord. And um, so we're going to get into that uh, next week. Um, pray that y'all are blessed and that uh, the Father speaks to you through this. This is the voice of my beloved podcast with Aaron and Victoria Hood. I love you and I-